We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Friday, September 8th. We got NFL Week One coming up. Main slate on Sunday DraftKings, FanDuel. That's what we'll be talking about primarily today. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the thummy thumbs. You know how much I like them in the morning. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Good morning to the chat. The early birds here. Feel free to post your questions, your comments. We were, we're always participating with the chat. Join me for uh, the very busy, probably, for uh, the, the first week of NFL season. The proprietary person behind the Blitz, which uh, you could find here at Roto Grinders, as well as well as some other places. You have them imported as well. But the main way is to get them here at Roto Grinders, have them imported into Lineup HQ. Right. If you're a premium member, you get access to all of this owner ownership projections, the player projections. The, we have so much content. It's ridiculous. We have tons of stuff coming out today. So click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. 
Derek Cardi. MLB is still going on, so you still have to you know, care about you know the the bat as well. Is this overlap, oh, yeah. you know, with NFL kind of, you know, I'm I'm glad you you have 45 minutes this morning to to spend with us. Yeah, when uh when I got asked to be on it, I'm like, do I have time? This week is crazy, but I wanted to do it. I love doing shows with you, and this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, so uh, heading into to week one of NFL, I week one is one of my favorite weeks of NFL. Week two is truthfully my favorite. Uh, but week one and week 17, it's kind of, we're getting into yeah. situations where, where people think they know, but we don't know what we don't know. And we could do the best that we can based on what we've seen. We have coaching changes, personnel changes. We have rookies, we have injuries leading up into the season. Uh, we have to treat, I know, I know you're a projections guy and I, I'm, I'm big into projections also, but you have to admit Cardi that, the first week of the season compared to like the 12th week of the season, the projections are going to be pretty fragile, especially in situations that, that, that have changed since last year. Oh, I completely agree. Um, there, there are several fragile situations that we need to be aware of. And for GPP players leaning into those is, is great. I mean, week one is awesome for exactly the reason you said. People are so confident. They know what's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. How many people were so confident last night that Jameer Gibbs, oh, they're saying they're going to use him in ways we don't expect. He's going to be a long threat. He's going to catch 10 passes, and uh, he barely, barely did anything. Um, like, it's fine to, like, have an idea of what you think a situation is going to be, but don't be so set in that opinion that you ignore all the other possible ways it can go. And there are a lot of situations like that this week that we can take advantage of people's hubris. Okay. So let's take a look at some of these situations. Cause I'm pulling up the blitz projections and I've seen projections around the industry. We have the RG projections here. Uh, one, let's talk, let's talk about some fragile running back situations. We have uh, the cults, obviously Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's, He's not playing as of now. We don't know what team he's going to eventually play on. Uh, Zach Moss is on the injury report. I wouldn't have th- wouldn't think that he's playing this week, but there's a possibility that he does. What is your take? Because the the proje- many projections are you know for forty one hundred at running back, that's a pretty good value. If Deion Jackson is going to, you know, you have Evan Hull there, obviously that they drafted. They'll probably bring up a practice squad guy. The thing that I'm most concerned about, Cardi, with this situation is that Anthony Richardson, I, how much of the rushing share and offensive efficiency will the Colts have that Deion Jackson's ceiling, not necessarily the, the mean result, Decently high ownership. I mean, I'm expecting him to be, you know, double digit owned. Is this the type of is this the type of thing that if Moss doesn't play, that Deion Jackson still just plays his same role that he did last year? And is he gonna get passes out of the backfield with a rushing quarterback? Like how how do you view this situation and how hard is it to project it? I mean, it's very hard to project because we have new coaching. We have new personnel. We have all these injuries. 
there's a lot that we don't know about this situation. And projections are going to try to come up with the most likely scenario, but there are lots of other scenarios that can happen. So right now I am projecting Zach Moss out. If he plays, that just throws another monkey wrench into these things. But assuming Zach Moss is out, what we know for sure is that Deion Jackson and Evan Hull are going to get almost all of the work by themselves, um, which is good because there's only two of them. Uh, but we don't know how efficient this offense is going to be because it is a rookie quarterback. Um, he is going to take up uh, a lot of the carries himself because he's mobile and that's how they're going to use him. Uh, we don't know what his role in the passing game is going to be. We don't even necessarily know for sure that Deion Jackson would be the starter. That's kind of the indication we've gotten, but we do have a new regime. Like we said, Deion Jackson's from the old regime. The new regime drafted Evan Hull. Maybe Evan Hull's the guy. Like, we don't know. Uh, everyone's just kind of assuming it's going to be Deion Jackson. Uh, and there's there's a non-zero chance that it's not. Two other situations I want to look at, uh, especially two that you're under on in the blitz projections, because Deion Jackson is the one where where I think across the industry, uh, the blitz is projecting Deion Jackson a little bit higher. Uh, we have uh, the Saints running backs, right? Kamara yeah. Kamara's out. So everyone assumes Jamal Williams is just going to turn into Alvin Kamara. And uh, the blitz projections don't have him all that high. I mean, he may end up being the highest owned running back on the slate. And you're projecting, it seems like, a much more split workload. Is, is, is this going to change if Kendry Miller just like doesn't play because you know he's he's on the injury report also yeah so right now the blitz is projecting Kendra Miller to play if he doesn't then Jamal Williams will definitely go up I have noticed because I noticed Jamal Williams was low I noticed he projected for the highest ownership I'm like all right like do I have this guy right you know what other systems have him at when I looked around the industry other systems that are projecting Kendra Miller in are kind of tepid on Jamal Williams also um, it's a, it's another fragile situation where is he going to be Alvin Kamara? Probably not. I mean, last year, uh, he really did not get any work in the past game with Detroit. And, uh, he kind of got there with his fantasy value on touchdowns, which is not sustainable, especially when you're moving to a new offense. Uh, if Kendra Miller talking about though, touchdowns, Cardi talking about touchdowns, he's on the saints now, right? So <laughs> They're on the three-yard line, and next thing you know, Taysom Hill runs the ball in, and you're sitting that's, there, uh-oh. <laughs> that's a big part of this projection, too, is that Taysom Hill's projected for like 20% of the carries because that's what they do with Taysom Hill. So I think people are forgetting about that a little bit. They're forgetting about how much Taysom Hill can vulture things. There are ways Jamal Williams gets there, and there are lots of ways that he doesn't. Um the Kendra Miller thing is the big thing, though, because he is banged up. It's possible he doesn't play as much this week or or he's out entirely. And if that happens, the only other running back they have on the roster is, is Kirk Merritt. I'm sure they'd call another guy or two up from uh, from practice squad. But Merritt was working as a wide receiver last year. Like this is a this is a, a sparse backfield. Last running back situation that you're low on the blitz at least, uh, the Dolphins with Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson's on the IR. Uh, 
I see across the industry there's a little bit high, a little bit higher. I don't, I don't, he doesn't like screaming value or whatever, but I mean, this is the highest total game. I mean, if you want to, if we're going to use like, you know, hand in the dirt takes, the Chargers are a run funnel if that exists, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> can you, can you tell me what, what in their backfield? Cause you would think that, you know, the guy behind Mostert is, you know, they, is a rookie that I know very popular in best ball, but yeah. for the first game of the season, I mean, wouldn't you think they just lean, lean on, lean on Mostert and he's 5,400 on DraftKings, 59 on FanDuel with one of the highest implied team total teams. I mean, what would be the reason why he's projecting fairly low in comparison to other running backs? I think part of it is just that it's a, it's another situation where we don't know for sure what they're going to do, but it appears like there are three running backs that are going to have significant roles in, in the rushing game. Most are, it's going to lead that most likely, but we don't know that for sure. Uh, Salvan Ahmed has been around with them for, for a couple years. Like it looks like throughout training camp and everything else, like he's going to get, you know, he's not just going to get, you know, a carrier too. like, he's going to be worked in this rookie whose name I cannot pronounce Akane or whatever. Everyone's excited about him. He's going to be worked in. Uh, it's kind of just that, like when you project this on like a probability basis, you can't be like, all right, well, most it's going to get, 70% of the work because like it doesn't add up if you think the other guys are going to have like decent roles which it seems like they're going to or at least there's a decent enough chance that they're going to and Mostert's not a guy who catches a ton of passes so it's not like you can project him you know for a 10 or 15% target share either especially with two other guys in the mix so it's just one of those situations where we really don't know and when you kind of hedge it he kind of just is a guy um, and run funnels don't really exist, especially last year run funnel existing this year. Like the math does not support that at all. And they're an underdog here. So, uh, you know, presumably they will be forced into passing a little bit more than usual. Okay. I want to take a look at some uh, wide receiver situations. I think the main one on this slate as looking on the injury report situation room we have here at Roto Grinders, which you could get as a Denver. member. I think it's free. I think you could, you could actually look at this for free. Uh, the Denver wideouts. Yeah. Judy is has been limited in practice. So let's go by the assumption that Judy is out. Right. And then let's touch if he's in. Uh, if he's out, Mims Jr. is 3K. He's a rookie. We all would expect him to be wide receiver two to Cortland Sutton. Uh the op- I mean, the opportunity cost at wide receiver is, is fairly high because you get, get a lot of ceilings there. But for 3K, you know, if, if Mims puts up 15 points, you I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of happy with that anyway. Uh, is, he, is he even playable with Judy in? But I think I'm much more concerned about what his ownership is going to be if Judy is out. It's not like yeah. Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense was that great last year. Uh, I mean, you're projecting, if I look at the blitz projections, I mean, you're projecting Mims pretty damn well, right? As, as more as a cash play, definitely. Uh, yeah. how, how fragile is that situation? It's 
very fragile because Judy really seems like right on the edge of it could go either way. Right now I'm projecting him out. This morning I was tempted to project him in. Um, so it's really going to depend. If Judy is out, uh, Mims is going to project really well. He's a guy you're definitely going to play in cash games. But it's another situation where in GPPs, you know, there are lots of ways that Mims fails. Um, they do only have one other wide receiver on the roster right now, Brandon Johnson. Uh, a couple other guys went on IR. They've, they've lost a lot of guys throughout the, the, the preseason, actually. Um, but they'll call another guy or two up. They could go, you know, heavier with uh, with two tight end sets with Dulcich, Dul, Dulcich and Troutman. Um, they could have, you know, weird two running back sets with Javante and, and Pirine in there. Like, there's lots of things that they can do. Or Mims could just not be good. Or the offense cannot be good. They had, added Sean Payton this offseason. So everyone's expecting this offense to be really good. Um, but the blitz really isn't buying it yet. Uh, it doesn't think Russell Wilson is the guy everyone always thought he was. It's kind of been anti Russell Wilson for a few years now, and it's been right so far. Who knows if Sean Payton will change that, but it's a situation where the offense could just suck. Um, and that that's a real possibility. And Mims just doesn't get there because the offense sucks. And you wind up with a 25% owned wide receiver who has four points. Well, let's talk about another offense that could potentially suck, the 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 Rams. Cooper Cup is out, so what does their right wide receiver core look like? We have like Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, who is a rookie. They're both three K. I think you know they they will start bubbling up. I don't know if either are going to be like high owned. Uh, I mean Higby's. You have to figure Higby's target share moves up. Yep. I mean, is this the type of situation where everyone's like, oh, Cup's gone. Oh, where's all that usage going to? It has to go somewhere. And then we find out that, oh, the Rams just suck and it doesn't matter where it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think in these situations, more likely than not, like everyone wants to assume it's going to, oh, well, that volume's got to go somewhere. That somewhere could just be a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. Little bit here. And then nobody actually like is, is anything. Um, especially if the offense isn't good. I don't think the offense is going to be terrible. Um, I don't think potentially it's as bad as some people think it's going to be. But again, it's a situation where we really don't know. Uh, we don't know Stafford's, you know, how effective he's going to be after the injury. Uh, we don't know a lot. We don't know too much about a lot of the the new personnel that he's going to be working with. And so it is another situation where, we don't know. Uh, continue on about wide receivers, something that we do know from last year, right? We, I, I have to always give you your praise, right, for the blitz projections. It's my main projection source that I use. But sometimes, sometimes the situation, sometimes the situations don't normalize the way that you expect them. I know where you're going with this. I'm doubling down on it. <laughs> you're doubling down on Drake London. Absolutely. <laughs> You don't you don't realize how many how many four out of fives and, and two out of threes I had on uh prize picks and underdog last year because know. you know Drake London had a 32 and a half receiving prop that he still didn't hit because the Falcons ran the ball 88% of the time. I know I lost so much on props with London and in DFS he was always like four and a half K or five K and the guy has a 30% target share and he's playing in a dome and they're an underdog and like it just didn't matter. Um 
I'm optimistic on the Falcons this year, though, and and betting markets early uh, in the preseason were optimistic on the Falcons. Like, I think this offense is going to surprise some people. Um, I don't think they're like amazing by passing. I need I needed for DFS. Am I am I going to be playing 5400 Drake London? Uh, You know, am I going to start throwing that in? I think at low ownership, I'm willing to take a chance, but. Is it going to be a Martingale effect where week eight, I just have to win the Millie week eight to break even on Drake London? <laughs> no, I think you keep doing it as long as the math supports it. And for right now, it does. Like, this is a team that, yeah, Desmond Ritter's not good, but he is a year older. Um, you know, this is an offense where he's going to have a lot of weapons to throw to. So, you know, Kyle Pitts was out for a lot of last year. Now that he's back and they brought in Mac Hollins and they have Bijan Robinson, they have a lot of a lot of ways to attack the defense where it's not all just going to be like congregating on Drake London. And Drake London was thrown so many, so many uncatchable balls by Marcus Mariota last year. So uh, they were a little bit more willing to throw the ball once Ritter took over. I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this, especially at low ownership, because the upside is massive. Like Drake London in a good offense with the target share he was getting last year is like almost an elite receiver. So like the, the ceiling is there. Uh, looking at the YouTube chat, feel free to give those thummy thumbs. You know, I like them in the morning uh, asking about uh, going through about, Oh, Denver McCar- McFarland is a uh, get got is very new to DFS. Right, not looking. He's looking at all the projections here, everything that he signed up for. Roto Grinders, I would suggest going to Roto Academy. Roto Academy has videos that could show all the the beginning basics. We have a bunch of NFL videos. You could go to uh, the Roto Grinders YouTube page. Look for my face. There's an NFL Primer series for the DFS pregame show, which is the name of this show. You know, before last week for for two and a half years, I I did I think five episodes. NFL primer on projections, correlation, leverage, kind of a little kind of basic course, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more advanced than, than just complete beginner. But I would suggest uh, looking at those videos, watching those, and they could answer a lot, a lot of your questions and show off a lot of the tools that we have here at Roto grinders. One of the things that the blitz does have is uh, you can run lineup HQ and kind of get this kind of type of information. But if you want like stack projections, because in GPPs, a lot of times you're correlating to some degree. You may not, yeah, you may not be playing seven guys from the same game, but a lot of times you're at least correlating, you know, quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback with two pass catchers, quarterback with two pass catchers, and a and a pass catcher or run back or on the on the way back. Well, the blitz for both FanDuel and DraftKings has an overview of like here, based on raw points, right? What games, what teams come up in like the top 10, top 25, top 50, top 100 stacks. It's also done by point per dollar. And then you could also even go by the configuration of quarterback plus one, quarterback plus two, quarterback plus one and an opposer one, quarterback plus two and an opposing one. So I could go to QB plus two plus uh, an opposing player. And the top raw points is uh, Herbert Allen Eckler Hill. Now, obviously, that's very damn expensive, right? So you could also sort by point per dollar and you could see maybe some value, value options, <laughs> right? You could see some value options. Now, if you ran lineup HQ with like default settings, like you could get like run 300 lineups and you'll, these types of things will bubble up to the top. 
And also remember, fantasy point projections are means. So, like, this is just for the middle result. This doesn't factor in, you know, what, what their ceiling is. So, like, just because you get great point per dollar value, right? Right. If you if you if you're playing Marvin Mims at 3K and he gets 12 points, like that's great. Four four X. But it's still only 12 raw points, right? If you if you play uh, you know, some vomit stack, as I call them. And, you know, oh, they go out and the quarterback puts up 18 and the receivers put up, you know, one puts up 20, the tight end puts up eight and the run back puts up 18. It's like for the salary, that was pretty good. But unless you got like 40 points out of a running back and other, you know, Justin Jefferson's 45 or something in your lineup, like it doesn't matter how much you get for a point per dollar. You still need raw points in general. But this is a guide that you could use. So I wanted to talk about some of the stacks. And uh, if you're using uh, the blitz projections, uh, let's let's we're gonna have to talk about it. And I'm I'm not not agreeing with it. I'm more likely to go with it than not. A lot of people are gonna play Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, right? I was hoping a good way a good way to play Jefferson in your lineup is and have it correlated to his good performance. Tampa Bay stack. Like Baker Mayfield, Curtis, uh-huh. Chris Godwin, I love and it. So, like to me, the like, best vomit stack of the week. I, I, I know I got an even way off the board vomit stack for you, but uh, from a mean perspective, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. But I mean, we, we, they're playing in a dome, right? We all know that you love domes. It's a forty-five and a half total which for this week is actually on the higher side. I mean, a lot of these games are not high totals. Uh, sell me on sell me on playing uh, Baker Mayfield and sell me on the fact that uh, just just uh, someone someone uh, that I know that plays DFS, NFL, uh, looked at the blitz projections, Cardi, and uh, his first reaction to, to Baker Mayfield and the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks Godwin's projection was, uh, the, does does Cody realize that Brady doesn't play for the Buccaneers anymore? <laughs> so sell me on sell me on Baker Mayfield. So part of Baker Mayfield is first first let's say this is another one of those situations where there's a lot we don't know, and there is ways that this can go very right. Baker Mayfield obviously has not been good in his career. He's disappointed. Is it possible he's had bad coaching and, you know, he's actually better than we think? It's possible. I'm not saying that's the most likely, but it's possible. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks have new coaching this year. Um, new offensive coordinator, Dave Canales. Uh, we don't know how good he's going to be running an offense. Maybe he's a genius and he's about to be the next, um, whatever, the knee biter from Detroit. I forget his name. Campbell, the next Dan Campbell. Uh, maybe he walks into a situation where he's just got really great uh, offensive coordinator. Now he certainly is going to have good weapons to work with. He has Godwin. He has Evans. Otten is good. Um, This is a situation where he's, this might be the best wide receiver core he's ever worked with. Uh, And then they have game environment. This is in a dome, which we love. And Baker has never played his home games in a dome before. Um, I guess he's not playing a home game here, but uh, still not a guy who like, you know, has played in a lot of domes before and whatever. Uh, it's the second fastest paced game of the week. So pace is good. Extra volume is good. It's a passing game script. 
there's a and they're really cheap uh and they work because you can bring back jefferson and the stack makes sense so uh yeah it's gross but i like it a lot and it's uh, going to be mike low evans. Uh, mike evans uh if you want to use like narrative street he obviously doesn't want to play there anymore i mean but he's on his last year of his contract so like like that's a th- maybe shows out because he wants to get a big free agent contract. Yeah, he wants a big, also, big contract next year. Right, and also if we go by last year's standards, the Vikings' defense sucks. Yeah, that too. Right. <laughs> right, but of course we don't know anything. I mean, one of the things we we see year after year is that oh they're great this they're a great run defense, and then it turns out they're like yeah. it turns out they're the twenty sixth best run defense this year, <laughs> even though they were the best ones last year. So you can't necessarily go by that. Uh, another cheap stack that people will try to maybe try to throw in is I think Anthony Richardson, the range of outcomes on him is wide is, yeah. is I mean, Deion Jackson may get some ownership. Richardson's going to get some ownership. I don't know who the hell you pair Richardson with, right? Josh Downs. I mean, Michael, P- I mean, Pittman's the guy, I guess, but like after him, like who knows where the ball's going? I almost feel I must feel like like if I'm going to play this game, I almost want to take the other side of the game. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, if Richardson is bad, it's quite possible that the Jags steamroll them, right? I mean, I just I just, I just look I just look at Anthony Richardson and go, this is the type of guy that could go for a hundred yards rushing and throw for three touchdowns, right? It could be that type. He's also the type of guy that uh, has uh, goes nine for 34 passing with 67 yards on scrambles because who knows mm-hmm. what that. And he throws three picks, one for a yeah. pick six, and then the other team has the ball 47 minutes of the game because of it. Like, yeah. like I think the range of outcomes on this is is wide. I know, I know I don't want to focus necessarily on cash games. But I think Anthony Richardson for a cheap, like I think people are going to look at like Richardson and Howell for pay down options at quarterback. The blitz would say to play Baker Mayfield. And I look at that and I do a little. It thinks they're close, but it thinks Mayfield's in that mix and no one else does. (laughs) Right. Right. But for the extra 700, do do you think that compared to Howell and Mayfield just on their own, like is Richardson worth the risk? in those types of lineups. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I'm torn on it. I keep going back and forth because, like, presumably he's going to get a ton of rushing. And even if he's a terrible quarterback, he can still just do what Justin Fields did over the second half of last year. He doesn't have to be good at throwing the ball, and he can just get you fantasy points anyway. Um, But you're right that he could – score no touchdowns, get like 60 yards on the ground, 125 in the air with a couple picks. And, you know, he winds up with like seven points. Like that's, that's realistic. Um, But is, is Baker Mayfield or or Howell actually any safer? I don't know. Well, against the Cardinals, against the Cardinals, it may be this season and anyone's safe against the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, Are there any other stacks that, that you're looking at? Obviously the, yeah, we know the Chargers, Dolphins, right? Uh, any other stacks that the the Blitz, you know, is looking at? If you're looking for quarterback plus two pass catchers plus a run back, you know, you're kind of playing a, a game environment. And, uh, you know, from a, a point per dollar value, I think some people may try to jam in like the Russell Wilson Mims type of stuff. If Judy's not there, uh, I, I'd rather not stack into ownership like that. But is there are there any other games that may be slightly off the board that that you'd be looking at for GPPs? I mean, the other side of the Tampa Bay game, Minnesota, like people play Jefferson, but I don't think people play anything else from that game really. So as much as I like the Buck stacks, I think Viking stacks make a lot of sense. Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, run it back with uh, you know with Godwin or Evans or whatever. Like I think that's that's totally fine and good. Um, there's not a lot of other like vomity ones that that i'm into it's it's kind of more you know like like we know the good teams i got a vomit for one for you cardi i want to hear it using using your what i did is i used your blitz projections and i used uh, a modified version of ownership basically aggregating around the industry and stuff like that obviously preliminary type of stuff i'm going to be doing that sunday morning saturday night uh, for sure, because we don't know what half the situations are. Uh, from a point-per-dollar perspective, right? So this is not a ceiling type of thing. Uh, you know, compared to ownership, the highest leverage uh, stack. Baker Mayfield stacks were number two. But number one is someone that, like, literally, I don't, I mean, 
This this is not going to be owned. And this and you're going to look at me and go, "What are you doing?" Uh, but for the millie, for the five dollar millie, I'm 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 I think I'm going to have some of these, uh, especially on a week where the totals aren't that high. It's not like we yeah. have like multiple games that are 49 plus. So it may be the type of week where like no game goes off, like no game goes off. And a game that has like a low total just goes like 10 past their score. So like it's the highest scoring game, but like no game really went off. But because of their price and because of their ownership, you kind of needed like two or three pieces from that game. And Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Pat <laughs> Fryermuth, and then you run you could run that back, especially if Kid if Kittle's out, run it back with McCaffrey, Ayuk, or Samuel. None of these guys are on. I mean, like no one, like no one's paying up for no one, quote unquote. Like for McCaffrey, yeah. like Ayuk and Debo. I mean, Debo could has a ceiling no matter for whatever. And from a pace perspective, I mean, if the Steelers play kind of fast, right? The Niners don't. You have Brock Purdy behind quarterback. Like everything points to this game being a slog, but. You have two quarterbacks that maybe they make enough mistakes and they get into situations where they're behind. And next thing you know, they're passing every seven seconds. And I look at the Steelers stack and go, well, big play, Debo's 80-yard touchdown, and then Pickett's throwing the ball. And then Christian McCaffrey breaks one, and then Pickett's throwing the ball. You know, like that type of game. And the mean projections in the Blitz you know, it, it's not high raw points, but point per dollar wise, I'm able to jam. I could jam in like Jefferson and I could jam in Eckler into those lineups. I could jam in like almost anyone I want. Your your face shows that, you know, maybe you don't want to put your, your blitz stamp of approval on the Kenny Pickett stacks. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about it. Like it's not one that popped out to me, but if you're running all the numbers on that and you're looking at the leverage and everything, then Maybe it makes sense in in a Millie Maker situation. Um, are you concerned at all about like San Francisco? Like if you're doing a bring back from San Francisco with a Pittsburgh stack, like we don't know. Like you said, there's Debo, there's Ayuk, there's McCaffrey, there's Kittle. Like, isn't there just too many to pick from? It, but isn't isn't it much easier to pick the the pits? Isn't isn't Pickett Johnson Farmuth? You knock out tight yeah. end with just back. Like that seems yeah. like the most obvious. So I play three lineups, right? Yeah. That lineup with McCaffrey, that lineup with Ayuk, that lineup with Debo, yeah, you sense. know, right? And I and this this is, assumes the fact that Kittle Kittle is doesn't play or is very limited or because that now adds even more now now it gets spread out even more. But I want the big mm-hmm. play guys. And the 49ers, yeah. no matter what you say about their offense, all of their skill players are big play guys. They now, are Steelers don't, but I mean, but the 49ers do. I know the total is like 40 and a half, but if that game is 27, 24, I mean, and no other game goes for over 50. I mean, that at their prices, you know, the Dolphins charger games fail. They I'm dude. I'm not saying that it's like, Oh, I'm playing 50% of my lineups in this game. It's like, yeah. now this is like, this is like, it's a $5 Millie, right? I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing 75 lineups. I think I'm going to have, Kenny, I'm going to, maybe I'll have six or seven Kenny Pickett stacks. Maybe I'll put two of each with each run back. And you never know. I mean, hey, look in the past, like Mitchell Trubisky wins 
Millie's. We oh, always yeah. have this like cheap quarterback, and who knows if it's if it's Kenny Pickett. But I mean, and the only reason I came up with this is not because there's no hand in the dirt takes. It's just let me take the blitz projections, let me take these ownership projections, and let me run lineups and see mean projection versus cumulative ownership, and see as it goes down what remains and what remained was some Kenny Pickett stacks. And I looked at that and I vomited, but <laughs> that's what I do. I did. I, I throw in some of these things. So uh, before we get out of here, Cardi uh, props and pick them. Okay. We've got underdog, we've got prize picks, obviously late in the week. So a lot of the numbers have moved. Uh, is there anything still on the board in NFL? Either, Either on Pick'em or just on props on FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM, wherever that uh, that 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 are still available based on uh, what you're projecting in the Blitz. Uh, I was looking this morning, and it does look like a lot of stuff has kind of moved. Um, did well on the game last night. Uh, still haven't found anything I love yet at this point in the week for. Uh, I mean, there are they put up Mostert carry props. Yesterday, um, you know, if you kind of buy into what we were talking about with Mostert, like the under on those looks pretty good. But uh, there's nothing that's like screaming like this is amazing value right now. Well, I mean, the main thing to do is that you, know, you you need to if you're doing props, if you're doing pick them, getting them early, getting the best number, getting the best price. That when it comes to sports betting, hmm. that's the name of the game in the long run. It's not. You're looking at props Sunday morning. You, you're you've missed out on so much of the value. Even if something still exists at that point, it's going to be minuscule compared to what it was five days ago. So obviously, you could use the blitz projections for for NFL props, but you could also use our props and pick and package here at Roto Grinders, and we have all of our Roto Grinders experts that uh, you know post what they're betting, what they're they're picking, right? What site, what the time they we've timestamps and everything like that. And based on uh, what I've seen today, uh, comparing the blitz projections to some of these uh, some of these picks that uh, uh, we talked about the Buccaneers, uh, Chris Godwin over fifty two and a half receiving yards, minus one fourteen at FanDuel, still shows a positive edge. Uh, and then our good old favorite guy that I would I would call him the blitz. In, in, in the history of the Blitz, this is the guy that would be the cover boy, the MVP. Uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over 40 and a half receiving yards, minus 114 on FanDuel. Uh, you have him uh, a bit over, a bunch over that from a, from a median perspective. So that is still available. That is two. Those are two expert picks that are here here at Roto Grinders. Uh, but but you, you have to admit, Right, you you answered it before I even said it. That if there was a blitz MVP, it was it was oh, the, yeah. it was the year the the blitz was the most useful on the year where Michael Thomas would be like nine K plus, and people would be like, I can't play that much for Michael Thomas. It's like, dude, dude, the guy projects for like a mean of like twenty nine points that yeah. season, and well, people I was plugging that him in flex. The best part about that was because. 
the blitz was on an island. The blitz was like five points higher on Michael Thomas than any other projection system, every single home game that year. And it's just like, well, this is what it thinks. That's the projection. And he would just smash and smash and smash. Right. Cause we're oh, looking, we amazing. would be looking at like, do you play Christian McCaffrey in the flex or do you play Michael Thomas in the flex? And I'm like, yeah. I think you're playing Michael Thomas in the flex. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Cardi, uh, people can find you on Twitter at Derek Cardi. You also do the Blitz Show on Saturdays, and that's for premium. Is that only for premium members here at Rotogrinds? Uh, it's if you have RG Premium or if you have the Blitz. Well, obviously, uh, yeah, it would be kind of weird if you subscribe yeah. to the Blitz and you <laughs> yeah. didn't get the Blitz Show. But that's with you, with uh, with uh, Dunlap and uh, and Will Priester. Uh, you can check that out. That's uh, that typically come that you record it and it will come out like one, two in the afternoon or so. And you go, think- you go down position by position. You explore the whole slate, uh, looking at the blitz with updated Saturday projections. So, so yep. check that out. If you're a Roto grinders member, right. If you're a subscriber, click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. Uh, but Cardi, uh, are you going to, are you, are you going to take your L or take your W on uh, is Baker Mayfield? Going to be in your cash lineup on DraftKings? I probably am not going to have the balls to put him in my cash lineup. If Howell's going to be the chalk or Richardson's going to be the chalk, they project close enough where I will just do that. But I stand by Baker as probably the best GPP play you can make. And the Blitz has a long history of these types of guys that everyone's like, oh my God, why does it like this terrible quarterback? And he goes out and he smashes and he wins people a million dollars. And like this has happened many times over the years. But and you don't have just week, like you don't have the week one balls. If this was week ten, you would have the balls, right? I I might I might <laughs> only because you have more data to use. I mean, right? You see, oh, this is how yeah. actually the offense works, and it'd be like those are the situations where I'm like, okay, I want the I want the cheapy vomit stack type of quarterback. But uh, if but yeah, if but this I, week everyone if this week everyone was going to play Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts was going to be the chalk or like a quarterback like that, an expensive guy, I'd play Baker Mayfield. But because the chalk is going to be guys that are like the same price is where I might not do it. Well, I think Hertz will still be chalky in cash, but I don't. I don't think this is the week where, where like everyone is on like some expensive quarterback build because I think the 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 pricing on DraftKings is actually kind of kind of kind of tight, kind of tightish. Yeah. I mean, a, l- a little bit soft, but there's a lot more options. But you could get more of that analysis on the Blitz Show tomorrow. You could join our Roto Grinders Discord. We have channels there for free. So even if you just have to sign up for Roto Grinders, pay nothing just so you have an account. Go to rotogrinders.com slash discord. And if you are a Blitz subscriber, you'll get access to the Blitz channel. And uh you could uh you could tilt in that channel during uh, you know, it's 111 and you know, a guy gets vultured, you your running back gets vultured on the goal line, right? And then you could just go variants, variants, and you can talk to Cardi. <laughs> And complain to him about stuff also, right? You 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 love you you love you love the touchdown dependent running backs that project good for a mean that get vultured on the goal line and they end up with like six points and you're like, yeah, but like he got seven carries inside the ten and got stuffed three times and then the other guy yeah, came in and fun. got a touchdown. It's like the guy could have easily had twenty two points and it just so yep. happened things work out and. Yeah, that's the fun of the game we play. <laughs> you call that fun? 
No, <laughs> not at all. It's fun when it goes in your favor. When you fade yeah, the truck, when Jamal Williams, when you fade Jamal Williams at high ownership and the Saints get the ball and Taysom runs it in, you see everyone on Twitter and now you're fist pumping. Yes, yes. Yeah. So there's always another side. Absolutely. And also Alex and Chad yeah, is asking if uh, Stupid Saturdays are back. Yes, that's on my on my own personal. Oh, they chat. are? Yes. I'm excited on, I, I think I'll be doing them while you're recording your Blitz show anyway. Okay. It'll be one in the afternoon. I'll have to watch so. Yeah, I'll have to right. rewind and watch them. Yeah, but those uh, I can't do those on Roto Grinders because uh, <laughs> the, maybe the whole channel gets demonetized or something with uh, with what I. But the, I end up yelling at people. Not always PG. Yes, not all, not always PG. So, uh, so check out all of Derek Cardi's work. Derek Cardi on Twitter. I'm Blender HD on Twitter, and uh, and if five dollar million on DraftKings, five dollar million on FanDuel, and as I always say, you know if. If you're in that contest, you know, I'm rooting for me. I'm rooting for good luck for me. But if, if I don't get the luck, I hope you do. And uh, I'll, I'll see you see you on Monday. We got Mondays with McCall, and we got everything that you could handle here at Roto-Grinders for DFS, sports betting, props, and pick them. And I cover them every day, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on Roto-Grinders today. <laughs>